Today's question we're starting off with can, is deceivingly complex, and uh, it brings with it some very deep spiritual, social, emotional implications. Uh, and uh, let me walk around here and say uh, what it is. It's a, it's, it's, it's a really deep question, and if you uh, haven't figured out what it is yet, it's how are you? Right? How are you doing? How's things going? Right? Not to be confused with Joey Tribbiani's how you doing, which is just a pickup line. That's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about that question that we ask kind of rhetorically just to be polite to each other. Um, but as we're going to see today, in today's reading in Proverbs 24, verse 26, that the way we respond to that question can make a huge difference, can be very telling um, about us and how we respond to the people around us. And uh, that's just what we're looking at as we go through just this one of these many Proverbs uh, that we can read through, just this one we're focusing on this. Now, uh, as a, my default setting is introvert, and so small talk is kind of a chore for me to have to go. I mean, sometimes you guys got to do it, but I do that. Uh, but there is one place in life that I can feel like I can uh, both literally and figuratively open wide, and that is the dentist. At the dentist... I feel like I, I don't know what it is. I can just like talk freely, uh, and uh, maybe it's because uh, you know I, I I talk about well I talk about what's going on at work, and I talk about what my kids are up to, and I talk about you know synopsis of a book I just wrote, I read, or maybe even like I I've even been known to try out portions of sor- sermons on these on my dentist. Uh, I just I feel like I can talk, and and uh, maybe it's because I only see them every six months. You know, so like there's nothing, uh, there's, there's a lot of low risk right there. Or maybe because I know that, except for my wife, um, there's, our circle of friends don't overlap at all. Like, they don't know any people I know, and I don't know any people they know. Uh, and so, or maybe it's because I know that um, as, as long as I'm talking, they can't be, like, stabbing my gums with sharp instruments. I don't know, but whatever it is, I feel like I could talk a lot at, uh, at the dentist. And, and all, all those conversations, they all start with that simple question, well, how are you? Right, and so that leads us back to our uh, to the what verse we're looking at Proverbs. What is makes that question so deep? And it's this idea that uh, Proverbs twenty four twenty six says, "Giving an honest answer is a sign of true friendship." Most other versions say, "Giving an honest answer is a kiss on the lips," which I'm assuming is a sign of close friendships, but not something you want to do with everyone, right? Especially during a pandemic. But the idea is th- this idea that. The way we answer and the level of honesty that we use when we answer is a measure of how much we trust those people as friends, as allies, as people we can confide in. And that's what we're looking at today. So yes, I do talk a lot with my dentist about uh, you know, what's going on at work, but I only say the things that I'm doing well at work. I never talk about the things I'm not doing very good at or the things I don't know how to do or the things I'm struggling with. And if I complain, it's never my fault, the complaint, right? And I talk about my kids, what they're doing great, all their achievements, but I never talk about their personal struggles that they're going through right now, right? Or I, and I talk about the, even the books that I read. It's kind of like me bragging how smart I am. And, and even if... It, even if, if, I'm, if I'm really honest with you guys, because we're friends, uh, that if I talked about when, even the times I share parts of my sermons, it's like, look how smart I am, right? It's a little bit of, little bit of bragging in there why I'm doing that. Um, you know, it, it, so all those things, it's all kind of sugar-coated. Those conversations I have with my dentist uh, are just kind of like, um, you know, just look how good I am, and I kind of polish them to make myself look better in them, and that's the kind of things. That, and so, uh, I may be open, but maybe not completely honest. Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's break down this idea between open 
and honest don't necessarily mean the same things. I can be open and talk a lot without being really honest. And I think it's really easy to go through life being open, but maybe not so honest. Right? Maybe it's real life to go, th to go through what we post on social media and the way we talk to friends and people ask us how we're doing. It's really easy to kind of keep in that. We can be open and talk about things, but maybe not get to the honest, the true honest answer, how deep we can actually get. Um, and so that's what we're talking about today. We can be open but honest, and it would be a shame for us to go through our lives, our spiritual lives, uh, not being honest with that. Because there's some people that we should... Oh, hey, look at that. Exciting. <laughs> that's a... never. There we go. We should have locked these. Cool. <laughs> awesome. I just locked the windows. Cool. All right. Well, there you go. That's honest right there. That's exciting. Never have you seen the, the church itself try to stop you from speaking, right? It just it collapses on you. Uh, very good. Uh, so hopefully we can stay honest. And uh, there we go. We got it? Excellent. Cool. I'm gonna, I'll let them, all of them work on that. You guys can watch them while we I'll keep on going. Open versus honest. Let's be honest because it's the, as Proverbs says, the more honest we can be, uh, the more... <laughs> That's, that was pretty funny. Um, the more honest we can be, the, the, that's a measure of our, our, of our true signs of friendship with who we can be with. Okay, so I don't know if you watched the news, but there was lots of speeches uh, this week. We saw lots of speeches. And so there's a couple phrases in some of these speeches that kind of stood out to me. And so um, let me talk about what those are. Um, the first one was, uh, it said, there is truth and there are lies. Uh, Something that's so simple that maybe need not be said even. It's such a simple idea. But I think, the, for me at least, the meaning behind that was, you know, what could be or what should be black and white has been kind of smeared together into this kind of gray. And what should be the truth is really just our position where we decide to stand in that gray area and see that. And it, it just, I think the, the saying behind us was, a call back to like there really is absolute truth. We can have truth, and without there being truth, then what's the point of seeking wisdom by reading the proverbs if we're trying to find out uh, there is the truth, and we need to acknowledge that truth until we acknowledge what is true in our lives, the honesty of the truth. We can't get past that, right? That's the idea. And the other statement that came through uh, for me, at least, was um, a promise that he said, "I'm going to level with you." And this idea of leveling with you, when people say that to someone else, hey, look, I'm going to level with you. Usually it seems I'm going to tell you the truth, and you may not like what I'm about to say. Or maybe I'm going to tell you the truth, and maybe I haven't been completely honest with you. Maybe you don't know the whole story up to this point. And so today we're going to look at how we can be and stay on the level. I brought this, my level, and you can see there's like three different versions of being level here. Um, where did, how can we be on the level um, with God? right? How can we level with each other and how we can be level with ourselves? There's three different ways we're going to be level. We're going to look at those three different levels. How can we stay on the level? There we go. All right. Well, level one, the one where you level with yourself. We'll start from the bottom up, right? How can we level with ourselves? First uh, John 1, 8 verses 8 and 9 says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. This idea that we can be deceiving ourselves by not taking accountability 
for the things that we do and the thoughts that we do. And it's really easy to say, well, I did this because uh, I'm making excuses. You see what they did to me first. This is, there's a lot of pressure on me right now. Make excuses for what we do. And until we get to the point where we say, you know what? I just need someone to come and say, I, I need to be forgiven for what I've done. I, it's my fault. I need to do that. And when we do that, so the confession really, in this case, the confession that leads to our forgiveness from God is not so much us telling God what we did, because he already knows, spoiler alert, when we get to level three about God, he already knows everything about us, right? It's more about us being honest with ourselves, admitting that, you know what? <sighs> okay, I, I need to be forgiven. I need this. I need to be honest with myself. This is something I need to be dealing with that I just need to admit that, being honest with ourself. Um, and so the good news is that when we do that, forgiveness is already right there waiting for us. He already knows everything about us and he wants to forgive us everything. He's just waiting for us to be honest with ourselves enough to admit that, to be our own friend and our own advocate enough to say that we need forgiveness. And when we do that, um, to, that when we're finally honest with ourselves enough to start that relationship with God, it looks like the ABC prayer, we kind of keep it simple here. Um, it might look something like this is kind of the framework that you can pray. And if you've never prayed this, if you've never gotten to the point where you're honest with yourself enough to ask for that forgiveness from God, here's how it can look. It can say, first of all, admitting that you need a Savior. I mean, no one would say they're perfect. Everyone kind of says their flaws. But to get to the point where you say, I need someone to save me. I cannot become what God wants me to be on my own. That's the first one. I mean, I, mean, I need a Savior. The second one is I believe that Jesus died for me. That Jesus, being someone closer, a friend closer than a brother, right? Being someone who did the, the unthinkable sacrifice of sacrificing his life, something you can do, the biggest sacrifice you can make for a friend or brother to die for us. He did that to pay for our sins. He took the punishment that we deserved and we can believe that he did that because he loves us because he is, um, he's, friend's not the right word for it. He's so much more than that. But he did that because he loves us. He paid our penalty for us and believe that Jesus is the one that did that. He not only died for our sins, but he rose again, proving that he is God, proving that he can def you know, defeat death and do that for us. And then the commit, the C in ABC is to commit to being honest with our relationship with him from here on out, right? Just to make sure that our life, because we're forgiven now, is one that glorifies him through everything we do. If you've never prayed that prayer or maybe, maybe you've kind of uh, fallen away from that prayer for a long time, I, pr I challenge you right now to pray that prayer wherever, wherever you are, here on the grass or at home watching, that you can just say, you know, God, it's time I just admit that I need you. I believe you did it for me and I commit to following you with my life. Um, and that would be a, a huge way to get that ball rolling, to be on the level with yourself and with God. Um, I should say, before I go into level two, um, that being honest with yourself doesn't necessarily mean it has to be about sin, right? There, maybe it could be, is there any fear in your life that you just need to acknowledge and call what it is? Is there any um, anxiety or depression or um, just anger or sadness or or whatever it may be, insecurity, whatever it might be that you just need to deal with and that you're kind of ignoring or kind of not calling what it is, um, that can be another way of deceiving yourself, to thinking things okay, telling yourself things going to be okay, and it's not. And if that's the case, we need to just call, be honest with ourselves, say, I need some intervention here, which leads us perfectly into level two, the one where you're level with others. Um, there's lots of verses out there that we could talk about lying to each other. In fact, 
10% of the Ten Commandments is all about lying, right? Don't lie. Um, so uh, Colossians 3, 9 to 10 is the one that I think that fits us best this morning. It says, do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. What I like about this verse and how it fits in best this morning is it kind of links up our level of honesty. Not only is it a sign of true friendship, but it also gets back to our own in how we identify, right? Um, it says, do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self. That's who you were before you were forgiven. And practice, and that's practice. Those things that we've kind of died to that we're not living that way anymore. When we lie to each other, we're kind of slipping back into that old mode, trying to be something we're, we used to be. Instead of going to the new self, the forgiven self, where God is trying to make us more and more like him in his image. Right, so taking a, t- when we're not completely honest with each other, that's a, taking a step back instead of a step forward. And, and you know, what we're all here for is to progress on our spiritual journey with Jesus. And when, we take, when we're not completely honest, we hold those things back. When we sugarcoat things or don't tell the whole truth or tell outright lies, we're taking a step in the wrong direction. Right? That's what this is about. So it's, it's, it's more than just your, I mean, the, what's the word for that? Integrity, right? When you, the more honest you are, that's who you are. And so uh, that's, uh, that's what that means about that. So I would say that I'm lucky enough, not only do I have my wife who I don't keep any secrets from and I can confide in, um, I have some really good friends that surround me. In fact, just this week, I talked to my, my longest friend. We've been friends since we were seven years old. And uh, we, you know, we used to live right down the street from each other. We used to stand in line for the bus together. Uh, and uh, and we, we just grew up together. We, we stayed in touch. Even though we did different high schools, we stayed in touch. Different colleges, we stayed in touch. Uh, we still talk, maybe not perfectly regularly, but we do talk. And when we do, it, there's no pretense at all. I can just tell him exactly. We just leave, pick up right where we left off. And um, he, I can say, is the person in my life who I've been honest with the most for the longest and it's really just even though I I have a hard time talking on the phone I don't really get anything out of those talk, phone uh, conversations that go on forever but talking to him talking to Matt I can uh, be honest with him from the start tell him whatever is on my mind don't have to sugarcoat anything and part of that is just realizing I can trust him as a friend I know he's got my back he's gonna support me he's gonna tell me like it is he's like no you gotta stop doing that you, you, this is what you should be doing. Or he says, you know what, you're doing a great job with this. Keep it up. Um, and if you haven't found someone in your life like that, um, look no further than your front row, right? The front row is, a, we talk about a, a journey about the people that are closest to you, that know your life enough that you can have an impact on them. God's put them in your life. Um, and it's, we always talk about how we can influence them, but it could be a two-way street. We can let them, so we can be honest with them and let them be a friend to us. That can go both ways. So, uh, you can really impact your front row by being completely honest with them. So that's level two. Level three, this is the one where we're level with God. And uh, this was kind of a misnomer because really God already knows the truth. And we can't ever really be on the same level as God. God's level is always going to be way higher than ours. So it's not like we're seeing eye to eye with God necessarily, but we just put uh, it all out on the line. Look what Romans 26, 8, 26 through 27 says. In certain ways, we are weak, but the Spirit is here to help us. For example, when we don't know what to pray for, the Spirit prays for us in ways that cannot be put into words. 
here it is, ready? All of our thoughts are known to God. He already knows everything about us. We can't keep any secrets from him. He already knows everything that we think and say and do. Uh, he can understand what is in the mind of the Spirit as the Spirit prays for God's people. The idea about being on the level with God is not so much about telling him the truth. It's about, because he already knows everything about us. It's more about not holding anything back, not letting anything hide in the dark corners of our soul and realizing that, as cheesy as it sounds, God is our friend. Maybe not the friend like, oh, let's go bowling, or we should be in a sitcom together kind of friend. The kind of friend, like, he's an ally. He's on our side. He wants the best for us. He loves us because he created us. He thinks of us as sons and daughters. He wants the best for us. We, can't, we have a friend in Jesus, that, like the old hymn says. And the idea is that we shouldn't hold anything back. Why? We're on the same team. Why would we hold anything back? Being on the level with God is just saying, like, I'm completely open. And this verse is the best because it talks about we don't even have the right words. How much effort do we put into coming up with excuses or reasons why we're not doing this or why we can't do this when we just open up, trust God completely, and our honest, open hearts will be a measure of how truly we think of God as a friend and an ally, not holding anything back. That's, that's the idea, right? And if you don't know what I'm talking about, friend, God being our friend, after church, go read the very next verse, Romans 8.28, and that explains how God wants everything to work together for those who trust him, right? That's, we look at that verse, and uh, that will remind you that God really is on our side. So let's uh, leave here with a big challenge. Um, and so the big challenge this week is this. Go back through all the different ways you can be level with people, right? It can be with yourself, with each other, with God, and identify something that maybe you haven't been completely honest about, right? Maybe there, maybe you're lying to yourself about what you're going through and realize, you know what, maybe I do need to address this issue. Maybe I can't ignore it any longer. Maybe I, just, I need to come clean with this in front of God, in front of other people, in front of whatever it might be. I need to deal with it. Maybe we're just not being a good friend to ourselves. Maybe we're not being a good friend to each other by not being completely honest, right? Maybe, and I know that there's sometimes when it's appropriate to you know, spare some details, to spare people's feelings, or spare their dignity, but when we're not completely honest with each other, um, that shows that we don't completely trust them to be our friends and help us out. And ultimately, are you being honest, completely honest with God? Is there anything you're holding back from any part of your life that you're hanging on that you just need to give over to him? And uh, that's it. So we do a thing here every week where we have sticky notes and we write things on there. This is the perfect kind of thing you're up. Maybe you already know what that thing is, that thing you're not going to be completely honest with. Maybe it's been hitting you in the back of the head all sermon long. Um, what that is, if that is, you can write it right down and just give it to God right now. Be honest with him right now and write on that sticky note and we're going to put him on the, the prayer board after the service. If you're at home right now, you can maybe write it down yourself or just think, uh, identify, or maybe it takes you a little time. Maybe you need all week long to think about what it is in your life. You know there's something there that you're holding in that you just need to be honest with. Um, let's just remember what Proverbs 26 says, 24, 26 says, that giving an honest answer is a sign of true friendship. And we want to be, imagine if we would all say that we could be true friends to ourselves, each other, and true friends with God by being completely honest with them. Okay, that's my challenge for you this week. Let's pray.